Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Helicarrier's Agent Carter podcast where we talk about Agent Carter on ABC as well as Agent of Shield on ABC and the Marvel Cinematic Universe that exists part of ABC. I like saying ABC. I'm one of your hosts, Annie B. And with me are my hosts, Dan and Nikki. Hello. Hi, everyone. It's a good day to feel alive. <laughs> it, it, it sure is. And um, yeah, before we get to our Agent Carter discussion, we don't have any news. You know, they, yes, they've released a synopsis for, um, for, for the last two episodes of Agent Carter this season. And um, that's all cool and all. But uh, Spidey is home, y'all. He's back. He's back in our world. So, yes, we are, of course, referring to the fact that Spider-Man has returned to, to Marvel. Our, the prodigal son has come home. And, uh, yeah. So what, is, what does everyone think, briefly, about the fact that we're now going to see Spider-Man in the cinematic, cinematic universe and then get uh, co-produced Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios Spider-Man movie? Uh, I, I hope they do a better job with with Spider-Man than than previously done. I'm hoping the magic of Marvel repairs what's been done by Sony. Get some of this stuff. Yeah, Sony broke uh, my heart with Spider-Man. Yeah. And now that now this is a chance to revive one of my what used to be one of my favorite characters in the comics, um, which uh, the first three, well, the first. Two of those first three films tainted, and then the last, this last one, tainted as well. I'm just sad that it's not happening with Andrew Garfield. That's I am too. Thing. I think he got the character right. Unless they're going with Miles Morales um, as Spider-Man instead of Peter Parker, which I don't think they will, because Peter Parker is too identifiable to moviegoers as Spider-Man. Um, I thought Andrew did a really great job, and I. I think he's a great actor. It's far su- super superior than than Toby, one emotion Maguire. Um, oh my Lord, <laughs> he has no facial expression but the one, and he has that ugly cry face. Um, but um, I am sad for Andrew because I do like Dan said. I totally think he he nailed the character. I am um, okay. Look. It's. I would be lying if I said I wasn't excited because if I wasn't excited because look, I'm so happy this is happening. But we need to look at this from a bigger perspective. That it's not that simple. Look, Marvel has not retained the rights of Spider-Man. We let's get right. that straight. Mm-hmm. They have made a deal that look, no one is benefiting too much out of it. They're only be- the only beneficial from, from my perspective is that they can now use. Spider-Man can now use some Mar- MCU characters, and now the MCU can use Spider-Man and some of his villains. Uh, no, I, it doesn't seem that no one is like. If Marvel will not make any profit from the Spider-Man films, uh, nope. I don't even think Kevin Feige is being paid, uh, even though he's going to be producing Spider-Man, uh, the, the the first standalone Spider-Man movie that comes out. Well, we don't know what the deal is. We don't know all the details yet. So, but I mean, I can't. They can't not pay Kevin Feige. They cannot not get share profits with Marvel. I mean, unless Kevin Feige is so desperate to want to get it right because it is so Spider-Man is so important to Marvel that he's willing right. to take a pay hit for it. Because he is a I, fan as well. He is. Right. There's one we can but find out. Let me let me help you guys. Okay. 
One sec. Marvel is not going to do something. Marvel's not going to do anything where they're not going to get something out of it, except for you know having Spider Man in the MCU. There's there's got to be a deal in place where both of them profit. Okay, I have but the I, the I, issue wait. is from what we've seen from those movies, the Spider Man movies we've seen so far. Sony is greedy. Get Disney with their Marvel films on a tell a good story. Well, Disney so that could Disney, be a conflict. The thing is with yeah. Sony, they and the, the thing that makes me a little bit nervous. And by the way, there's one way we can find out how this deal really works. Let me one second. Hey, Foggy, we have a question yeah. for you. Are Jesus, you taking any cash on this deal? Oh, come on, you have to make something. Andy's window to the world. His wife just, yeah. um, his wife just uh, itch slapped me. So, um. <laughs> Perfect sensor, but uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna do an episode at some point. Like when, there, for, God, for the love of God, when there is a hiatus uh, for Marvel again, because in two weeks we will have a Shield back, and then we won't have any. But we will have some big of. Uh, you know, I think De- Dan and ne- I was about to say Deco. <laughs> I made a shipper name for you guys. Uh, yeah. Dan, and ne- I'm sure they will talk about it on the next episode of Across the Airways that will be out yes. uh, next Monday. So, and we've Nico- been following the story. As it's developed, and Nico, so, and Nico's good with uh, Nico is really good with specifics. So I yes. uh, I think it's gonna be uh, I think it's gonna be good to see to see and listen to see what, uh, how this really works. But um, but hey, let's be excited that we are gonna get Spider Man somehow in the MCU and that he's gonna be in Infinity War and all that. And look, uh, Avengers movie is good. That I like that. Yeah, we like that. Uh, I don't know if I need or want him in the um in the Civil War movie. I and now everyone is gonna hate me because I said that Spider Man, one of the most central figures of that storyline, should not be in that movie. It's just look, that means that they then have to go back. They're about they're gonna start shooting pretty soon, I think. So let's just look, post crazy. Right, Kevin Feige did come out and say it's the MCU's Civil War. It's not that exact story of the comic book. Right, I don't think there's time to put Spider-Man in there unless they were planning on doing it in the first place and had already written him in with the hopes that this deal would work out. Plus, I think as big of a dick that Iron Man is in that storyline, I think they <laughs> make some changes uh, just so audiences don't get ticked off. That's a right. really love Robert Downey Jr. in that role. That's a dick. Well, yeah. it's true. That's they the best say it on TV. Hashtag, they, hashtag they, sassy Dan. Yeah. They say go. that word on television. I all know, the time. but for three years, I've been trying to get him to say something. You know, I'm trying to make him curse. I'm trying to. I said it before. I've said it about Supernatural. But, about we, but we're. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we don't do that section together. Okay, you know what? We're here to talk about Marvel's Agent Carter. So, one okay. of the most straightforward episodes of the series so far. And it's pretty but simple. exciting. It's exciting, but it's pretty straightforward. Peggy, Peggy's secret, not so secret anymore because they're all after her now. As the whole SSR found out about Agent Carter's secret, what she's been doing, and... <sighs> well, they know some of it. They don't know everything. Right. Yeah. They but... know she's helping Howard Stark. And, okay, but, you know, because this is going to be our... Well, this is pretty much a plot of the episode... Peggy has to run. She gets she re- reunites with with Jarvis, our dear beloved Jarvis. Yeah. Uh, Jarvis, I oh, yeah. that's that's a that's a good name. And I, <laughs> I I was glad to see them get to be, get together again. But the thing that kind of confused me was that like, where did he disappear when she got taken by the SSR? Like, 
I would have assumed we would have seen at least something of him, like at least him seeing it standing in a corner, be like, "Oh crap, they took her." No, he she told him to to go. Oh right, was, okay. To get to the yeah. Dublin. Yeah. And that's where Angie said her brother was going to leave the car too. Um, so she she told him to go. He held back the doors and uh, and then they both got out through the uh, through the back door and she, he took off. After she so knocked Angie's out, Angie's brother and Jarvis are going to team up to save Peggy. <laughs> Can we just say Jarvis and that little boy was my yeah. favorite moment? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get it. I don't get what I'm the exterminator. Someone saw a roach. <laughs> they like here, here, here. Take this. Go away. <laughs> and then what? Go, go and away then, now. And then Peggy said, "Who are you talking to?" And I think he said, "Did he really say the future mafia?" A future mafioso. Oh, yeah, okay. he totally yeah. did. That kid. That was Welsh good was so perfectly cast because he looked like a kid right out of the forties, and it was just so funny. But this, I just this, thought this, that this, moment was describe just... to me what a kid in the forties looks like, Nikki, because you seem to know that <laughs> that that <laughs> kid. Um, there's such there's kind of an air. I mean, maybe it's because the whole all the sets and the costumes and the lighting, even you know, the cinematography is very reminiscent of films of that era. He just looked like so perfectly well placed in that in that era and then i just loved how jarvis just did not want to deal with a child and he ends up and then later he's going to end up raising tony stark you know well not off on screen sadly as far as i know although you know no, no because tony wasn't born for another 20 plus years after this well i am um, so where should we start because we well i want to say one thing real quick about the jarvis stuff yeah. It was hilarious the beating he took. Yes. Going back through all of you know Howard's girlfriends and just how <laughs> disturbed Peggy oh, was about the whole guy. thing. He's just disgusting. Poor guy got slapped and then he got And kicked. I and I asked on Twitter, like, why is he being slapped around when he wasn't the one who did anything wrong? And then he's he's the one who gave them the bad news. He's uh, the one who had to deliver the bracelet. And say Mr. Stark is, you know, is a dog and not going to see you again. Again, so he they he is the face of the bad news. So he's the one who broke it off with them because you know Howard couldn't do it on his because he's too much of a coward in that way. Howard the coward, and then so they slapped him because that they it's not Howard in front of them; it's his emissary. <laughs> Well, um, I. It was really got very violent because of Howard. It, yeah, it, yeah. He it does inspire me to want to slap. I'm sorry. I, okay, look, okay, kids, if you listen to the show, close your uh, your ears for a bit because I'm about to say something that is not appropriate. When they were talking about the the and uh, the Stark special and it was just a bracelet, I kept. I think I tweeted and it said, "That's what he calls that." I thought that's what he called his, you know. Because <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I bet that's what Tony calls his though the Stark special or well no he'd probably call it the Iron Man the, sh- the Stark shuffle <laughs> <laughs> but um, but what did we <sighs> this episode oh my I don't know I, I watched the episode two times already and I'm trying to. I'm. I loved that, but it felt like it was a little bit all over the place, a little bit because it was. But maybe that was the whole theme with it, because people had to 
run. And then people had to hide and stuff like that. And in this case, it was Daryl Peggy. Well, yeah, and she got to kick some butt. Yeah. Which was, took out all those SSR agents, which was awesome. And she's trying to get to the truth, and she's on a mission. She needs to figure this out, and it's for the good of the country. But all they, all the SSR sees is someone who's helping Howard Stark, who might have been involved in a murder, you know, because she's the woman in the gold dress and the blonde wig. Um, I was really upset with Sousa because he didn't go to her first. He just played the company man, and I thought he was better than that. It kind of and felt I, like the writers changed their mind on what yeah. they were doing with him. Right. He was, he, we, at the very first episode, we, I think we all kind of thought he was going to be an ally for her. He was yeah. going to be someone who didn't treat her like the other agents treated her. And he would be our, like, the glimmer of hope we had that not all men <clears throat> of this era were pigs. Um, but now he's, like, you he seem so determined to take her down. It just, and I, I think the Daniel Souza we saw in the first episode would have gone to Peggy first and just even not revealed what he knew, but just kind of asked her the right questions to see if he could sort her out before going to that ass hat duly. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, I got, I got so fed up with him, but I was like, okay, Here's what I have to say about Dooley. When he said, you know, how did a woman take down, you know, high trains, SSR age? Like, you know, I don't, sometimes he's, I don't like how, like, I don't like his accent. Like, he's being, you know, all New Yorker, you know, and like, you know, are you, are you kidding me? You know, woman, like, it's like, you thick-minded man pay. She fought in the Second World War. Can you tell me what you have accomplished? Oh, that's right. Nothing. So stop calling her just a woman. She fought side by side with Captain America so screw you well it's it's a way of bringing her like a lot of men of that of that beliefs that mindset that women aren't worthy and that when we are lesser um, is when we have success is they want to knock us down be, and just to show that they can and that um, and to kind of take those accomplishments away it's like, well, yeah, you did this, but what have you done lately? Yeah, you did this, but look what, but now you're just answering phones. It's like, well, you're the one who has me answering the phones. If you would actually let me live up to my potential, actually let me do what I do and why I'm an important member of the SSR, you would, you know, it, she would overshadow the men and they won't have that. So they have yeah. to keep her, they have to keep her down because heaven forbid that a woman especially one far more accomplished than any of them who fought in the field. And some of them did not that, you know, well, we, we can't let her feel like she accomplished anything. So we have to put her in her place. And it's sad. I wanted to slap Thompson and Dooley so many times on the episode last night, I was flipping off the, the TV yet again, because especially at the later, in a later scene where he's, where Julie says calls Peggy a girl. And I was just like, wow, how patronizing and arrogant and chauvinistic have, have, you know, are these men? These guys just need a swift kick to the knee. Like that lovely young Asian girl gave to Howard or to Jarvis. 
But they're, the problem with, I'm having with it right now is the writers are just so inconsistent with it. It's like it's like three yeah. steps forward, two steps back. Like just when we think Thompson and Dooley are going to come around, they act like assholes. Right. And I think Thompson, Thompson, I think, is still kind of in the mindset he was last week where he saw what her potential yeah. was. He saw what she could really do. I didn't really want to slap him as much as I usually do. Um, it was Dooley who pissed me off because every it was like everything she'd accomplished was total. He just totally dismissed. Yeah. You know, you might've done this, that, you know, what have you, but it was like, what have you done for me lately? And it's like, she can't win with him. She's, I don't think she's ever going to win with Dooley. Even if she saves his life, saves his kids' lives, you know, brings in Leviathan personally, having taken them out herself. I don't think Dooley will ever see her as anything but the girl who makes the lunch order and answers the phones. Thompson, I think I saw conflict, a conflict in him when he had to go arrest her. I don't, th- I think he still, cause he was treating her pretty well. He, he hadn't said anything stupid. He wasn't calling her Marge. He, you know, I think, I don't think he underestimates her anymore, but I think now yeah. it's like, well, now she's a traitor uh, because she's helping Howard Stark because they've labeled Howard Stark a traitor. So therefore anyone who is colluding with him is a traitor, but we all know Howard's not a traitor. Therefore, Peggy isn't. So she not only has to prove now that she's not, but that Howard isn't. So she's got two things that she's got to prove. And it's very hard to prove you're not something. It's very hard to well, prove a negative. When I try to mentally tell myself to calm myself down about Dooley, my anger towards <laughs> him, was that the Russian guy was controlling him. That this wasn't his character. But, but it, I guess that wasn't. That was but just we've seen other episodes off that Dooley. Wrap all my anger. Right, he didn't finish the. I think the psychiatrist yeah. didn't finish because he was doing the. And I've seen that done, like by hypnotists and by uh, therapists to twer- to spin the ring. It's yeah. a, you focus on that and it calms you, it brings you to another place. It's very common. It's more effective than the watch swinging back and forth, as you know we see in old movies. But he didn't finish because Dooley wasn't you know under okay. um, because. Um, so, but he would have, you know, Dooley would say those things anyway. Yeah, because that time, you know, us men, we were, we were, we were still morons. But you know, and that in that time period, we were really morons. Right. Well, the well, psychologist, about... the, the Russian guy, didn't even give him anything to say or do while he was like, True. he was just saying focus, focus, focus. So it wasn't like with the other agent where he actually got him to that point and was able to to control his, his mind. Um, Dooley, he had just gotten to the spinning of the ring and focus, but he hadn't actually given him anything to say or do. So, but, uh, you know, and this is kind of, you know, we can use it as a big discussion point because it's, this is kind of where it's all going because Peggy's entire world is shook. It's shaken up in this episode. We, um, Dottie, not Dottie, um, Angie gets involved. She finds out everything, um, and um, well, she finds out that you know Peggy doesn't work for the phone company. She doesn't know exactly what's going on, but she knows a lot more than she did. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm glad she's yeah, she knows her Peggy's acting. a good person. 
Right. She doesn't believe that Peggy would do anything wrong. Did you guys get happy yeah. when you saw her, when you saw Peggy hug Angie in, 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 as, as opposed to Angie being the one initiating the, the hug? Because I was kind of happy that Peggy was the one who initiated it because showing that I trust you uh, and like, look, I look at them as sisters. Come on. Although if they ever, if she has a real sister out there, if Peggy does, she needs to be played by a Billy Pirate because God, they look so much like they could be related. I would love to see Billy Piper do anything. So that would be awesome. I have Wait, her music. Know, so I mean, I, obviously, I'm okay. <laughs> I, that I was a big moment for yeah. uh, Peggy, though, to hug Angie because she's was, been so guarded with right. her emotions and stuff after losing losing Steve. That was a big moment for her. It was nice to see Kurt yeah, bit, I, to do that. Totally agree. So it was, and it okay. it showed a lot of you know Peggy doesn't trust, like you said, and she. I think it. I think what Angie did and what made Peggy so grateful was that she Angie had her back and believed her over the SSR agents. And it was like, somebody's on my side, finally. Yeah. I have someone to trust. I, yeah, I liked it. I, although I, I know, I kind of wish that we had, because I, even though I never saw, what's it called, um, what's that show called, Nikita, I would have loved to have seen Angie pull some move and being like, yeah, I, I can do more than act. Jess. <laughs> well, it's out of character for her. I thought using her acting was far more impressive than like kicking somebody's ass. Because yeah. she really made those guys uncomfortable. <laughs> Poor Tom. I mean, I actually I was like, oh Thompson. He's like, he was like Sheldon on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. There, there. <laughs> Please don't cry. Please don't cry. What I love that line about his grandma, how he calls her Gam Gam. Yeah. Said, that was oh. funny, too. Then he kind of realized where he was. He was like, oh, crap. Yeah. There, there. Although, <laughs> yeah, was so I, I, was, I, I was jealous at Angie because she got to put her head at his chest. And, you know, look, Thompson is, you know, I could, you know, I could drop, drive him over with a truck if I wanted to. But, you know, he kind of does me emotion. He it kind of makes me a little bit emotional. Sometimes, especially last week, and you know, I kind of like he's he's fit and all that, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm gonna keep tension between Andy and uh, Thompson now here. <laughs> I know. Wait, what? What happened? What happened to to Bakshi? Have we? Wait, wait, wait. He, has... he doesn't exist in his timeline yet. <laughs> so you don't embarrass the... me in front of Simon. Maybe he's listening, and I don't want him to, you know. <laughs> Shh. Just, just oh please there's been you've far worse has gone on. I, what do you mean with worse like cave hey, uh <laughs> but uh <laughs> we are you can tell all of us are still so oh my god about uh, that last night's episode yeah but well, just... you know oh my god moment was that fight scene oh that my was god awesome. and then music yeah Yes. Like, we... Except they used it on a Target commercial, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, 
I started to notice something was wrong when she when they're like she walked, you know, Peggy walks in with Jarvis and there's that there was a waitress who didn't know where to take the food. And I was like, okay, that's something's off here. See, now the police is coming like, for you because you said that. They're, yes, they're probably, they're, they they're probably going to go back in the future and, uh, you know, back in the past and be like, you don't know how to put up, you know, you don't know how to work. Get out of here. No, but I just was like, something's not quite right. And that when they showed the agent at the counter, I was just like, um, something's going to happen here. And I don't know what it is, but. Well, for me, you know, I, I just had recently watched uh, Captain America First Avenger again. Mm-hmm. Again, the best thing, like Peggy's introduction in that film is great. Mm-hmm. Because she comes out, because some guy says some smart comment or good wham, she just decks him. Yep. Just totally decks him. Because it's like it's such a great moment. And again, I mean, it makes Peggy so iconic. You're like, this is a character that's not afraid to break the mold. You know, right. she's a rebel against the time. She's going to do what needs to get done. Again, the show had. Good. I just I didn't feel like the show had there were flashes of it, but they really really captured it fully. Cause I thought this moment was just her letting loose. Could yeah. just be that Peggy Carter that we know that's just she's a hero in her own right. Cause that was just a cool moment to see her let loose. Kind of get with Thompson. I liked seeing her punch him in the face because he kind of did deserve it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like okay, we had that moment. Guy decked you. You're being a jerk. We're good now because I really do believe that he is going to be someone that's going to come around with the doubt that he showed in that scene yeah. when he did confront her. But he did need no. to get punched. Uh, oh, totally. He, he. I think that had been building up for quite a while inside of Peggy. Even no matter how much he might have accepted her, he still deserved a punch to the jaw. And I, th- I think you make a really good point in that he, this was like one of those moments where we get that Peggy from the film back. Because she she's feisty and she doesn't take crap from anyone, um, and she's been so suppressed and uh, just horribly treated by these guys after since the war's been over that she hasn't had a chance to show that. And she's kind of I think I think it really took a psychological toll on her um, to go from being a hero of the second world war to the girl who takes the lunch order. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really intrigued to see the story of how she got in this mindset. Right. What happened in her life to get there. I mean, I know there's comic book backstory and stuff, but I would like to see how the MCU would handle that. Could explain that. Cause I think there's some interesting stuff that could be told and explained there, especially if this show does get a season two. Right, and I, I think that with maybe it could have to do with the fact that she was, you know, born and bred in outside the United States, and a place where this kind of rampant sexism really wasn't a factor. I mean, there was some, obviously, because it's not something that every society, every society eschewed except ours. Um, But you know, I think it might be the fact that she was probably, you know, being raised in England. And being an English woman, I think that there's a little more fight to to them at this time in history. Nikki, I just realized something that throughout all these seven episodes, I don't think you've done your British accent once. 
Well, you didn't ask me to do it, so I didn't oh, so you, do oh, it. Oh, so you want me to be your dooley? <laughs> no, I'm ki- no, no, I'm kidding. No, Girl, I'm he kidding. Would have, he would have demanded that I do it. I didn't know you wanted me to do it still, so I didn't do well, it. Give us a little. Well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm not your dancing monkey, Andy. Helicarrier, the most awkward podcast on the internet. Brought to you by Executive Producer Dan Schmidt. Welcome to Thanks. the Thanks. Throw me under the bus well, on that it's, one. Hey, mister, it's your network. He threw you under the helicarrier, Dan. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. Yeah, I did. So let's talk about Dottie. Okay, she, she, she's working with Mr. Russian Man. Oh, yeah. You mean the Russian Dr. Phil? Wait, 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 wait. What what connection did you do that to I don't I don't care for Dr. Phil, but can you, in what universe can, could you make a connection to Dr. freaking Phil? Who's not even a doctor? Cuz like he came in and it was like let's talk about your problems. Right. He let's was, he's talk about your problem. No, I am doing Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't but well, you know, he's just a good old Southern boy, and he wants, you know, he just wants you to feel good about your life. So he's going to tell stories about, my daddy used to say this, my daddy used to say that. He just, he was looking around the room, he was taking in information, and he was trying to, you know, he was doing it to distract um, and to learn more than he should know so he can get into Dooley's head. Um, but yeah. He, I like the version of Dr. Phil. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I really, I loved the scene yeah. where Dottie was with the sniper rifle. Because at that point, we didn't really realize he was a bad guy. Like, I thought he was like kind of like a lovable, like, Dr. Erkstein kind of yeah. character. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, don't kill him. That's horrible. Great, that's awful. And then there was, like, she started flashing that light at him. Because I'm like, what's going on here? You know, it was just it was a really intense moment. Then I thought for a minute, oh my God, she's going to shoot Dooley. Like, that's where it's going to go. Because that was before Dooley really ticked me off in this episode. So I was kind of sympathizing <laughs> before with him. Wait, so he, you're telling me that he hasn't ticked you off until now? No, no. I mean, he's ticked me off in other episodes. But in this one, I really thought after the scene he had with John Glover, because some of the stuff we saw last week, that he was coming around, you know? Cause so I was like, oh, okay, I'll begin to sympathize with this guy. Could feel bad if he gets shot. Because then after that, he took me off. And I'm like, okay, you can get shot. That's like me with my, you know, oh, just give me a truck already so, uh, so I can just drive him over. Yeah. But yeah, I my think point is. Up. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. My point is, the scene was, I just thought, excellently done. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't know what was happening. Because it made it really intense and it didn't go the way I thought it would. So I really liked that. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a really intense scene of the episode. It just was really just showed how devious this Dottie character is that she has really no remorse. Yeah, I totally agree. And we had this impression from when they rescued him, you know, the, the Russian Dr. Phil, oh. uh, from from the prison, from his prison cell. You really thought, okay, this guy's going to help. He wants to, you know, help clear Howard's name. He wants to help us, you know, figure out what Leviathan is. And then we just, I, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Just, oh my God, he's one of them. That whole thing, uh, you know, he he let them kill, you know, capture, you know, t- rescue him. 
you know, he he's so he's such a great psychiatrist that he knew exactly how to manipulate them into rescuing him in air quotes, um, which I actually did, by the way. Um, Five points. But uh, <laughs> but he uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, damn it. Is nobody is nobody on our side? <laughs> You know, he tricked Peggy. How did he trick Peggy? <laughs> this is wrong. He tricked he, Dub Dub Duguid for crying out loud. He tricked Dub Dub and Dub Dub gave him his bourbon. Dub Dub should like come back and just be like, shoot the guy and be like, that was for my bourbon. Yeah. And, and then he's going to his mustache. Okay. Andy could have that part. There was just so much betrayal last night that I just was like, oh, come on. It's too much. I, it's... Sousa, how could you? Thank goodness for Angie, though. At least she <laughs> she does. Got Jarvis, too. Credit needs to go Jarvis. to Jarvis. Every, oh, Jarvis. I was so... I love the. I love when Jarvis is uncomfortable and funny, because I think the British do, you know, that kind of foppish, uncomfortable thing so well. She can just do, she can just do, <sighs> on, she can just do it like that. It was just... I just felt something was just so... He just here we have this tall, lanky Brit who's just so well put together and he's so well mannered. And then this little boy comes up to him who's sucking a lollipop and so it just stares at him. He says nothing until Jarvis gives him a quarter and he goes away. Say, like, go away, go away now. Just, Nick, just Nick, go away. Are, are, are you alright? I'm fine. It just made me laugh so hard. Good. To see how uncomfortable he was, then to realize this is the man who's going to basically raise Howard St- or to raise Tony, <laughs> which might explain a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's gonna. It's 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 sure it's gonna explain a lot of things, but um, I yeah, it's gonna. I feel like this is our most messed up episode because I don't feel I don't know if any one of us knows how to feel about this episode because so many like everyone is betraying Pe- like everyone is now angry at Peggy and you know Dottie is being you know all you know kissy kissy sleep sleep makeup and um, lip- lipstick. You have yeah. my brand. Well, I wanted I wanted to say something about that with her. Yeah, it's almost like they're developing that she has some weird attraction. Towards Peggy, she wants to be her. Like, she well, wants it's to like wear. it's like the show Peggy. seems to be really into doing like a contrast between what life was in the '40s and what modern day is. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it seems like that she, you know, is someone who, like, you know, has an attraction towards Peggy. I think that's the best way to describe it. She, I kind of, yeah, I get what you, I totally get that. And there does seem to be a really strange, like, obsession that Dottie has with Peggy. Do Is that part of, you know, her being a Leviathan agent and, you know, trying to get information? Because the kiss was clearly to knock Peggy out. I mean, there. I don't think there, but maybe she enjoyed it. And, uh, but did you have a to see it bit... the mirror when she was doing Peggy's voice? Oh my god, I think I have an idea wants, what's happening. She wants to wear her as a no, suit. She, she, she's gonna, <laughs> you know, it puts the lotion on its skin. Nikki, or it gets Nikki I have an idea. What if what? 
she's gonna go all agent pretty free and she will put on that you know they will find somehow be able to make that mask in you know in the 40s and she's gonna be the new like she's gonna try to kill peggy and be like i want to be the new peggy i want to be like i i want to be the new peggy well no i think she wants to be peggy but she doesn't want to be a good peggy she wants to be like the bizarro world version of peggy she's she's almost kind of like like the chameleon in a way from the spider-man comics Mm-hmm. How he wanted to like replace people to basically live in their lives. Right. And again, he was Russian as well. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, I think Dottie is just so psychologically effed up. I mean, after I mean, we saw what she had to live through as yeah. a child. I mean, as a kid, she was killing other kids and on command. And I mean, there's no she has no boundaries. And no sense of right and wrong. She just does what she does. And she kind of takes pleasure in that, which is very psychopathic. And says, you know, I can't decide if she's a sociopath or a psychopath, but I think it's psychopath. Um, Because she just, the way she just kills, like, it was like, oh, yeah, I can. I thought first I thought when she was in the window uh, aiming at. Dooley's office. I thought, wow, she's a really bad shot. Yeah, for someone who's been trained. <laughs> because she she didn't focus. She wasn't she wasn't like she wasn't putting through the scope. You couldn't get a good. I was like, you know what? I think she'd be a better shot. You know why isn't she focusing on his head or his heart? Because she'd miss the head. You know she would when you saw the scope moving. It was like all over the place. I'm like, is she a really bad sniper? Did she yeah, fail she that class at the Russian school? And then it was like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a code. And then I was like, God, oh, darn it, that's that guy isn't a good guy. He he dra- he lured me in with his old, with his kind old Russian man act. And that, and I kept thinking there was something up with that ring. He was uh, like, he just you know kept twirling and all that. But uh... that's a very common hip uh, trick for for uh, therapists who do hypnosis. Is to is to do something like that that you focus on and it gets your brain into a state that's more pliable because you're just so focused. Um, I've seen it done before, so it was like his wedding ring, but he was using it to get them to focus on it and that repetition. So I mean, it's been done before. Yeah, the research that went into that was pretty realistic. Yeah. I mean, it's better than the stupid pocket watch swinging that we, you know, see in old movies. But I would have bought and that didn't because go, you're of being the time period. You're, ding, you're being sleepy. You're getting sleepy. I could tell you that. I, I, but, but I mean, I would have bought that because of the time period, though. Yeah. But I, I don't think anybody has actually used that, though. I think that was just a movie thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've never seen... I've been to many you know i've been in therapy most of my life i've never and i've been hypnotized and it was always something as subtle as like a ring like twisted turning the ring um but it was you know it was more through it's more the words once you're relaxed and that repetition of the ring turning is you know you start to feel relaxed and well i'm glad whoever hypnotized you wasn't evil to make you uh, yeah well we don't know i somebody might not have said my trigger word yet Lola, triplet, oh. BJ. Okay. I was 18 the last time that happened. So I don't Dandy, think... we need a third co-host for the show. <laughs> Stop yelling trigger words. Uh, 
okay. Something that was important to me, I was thinking I was 18 or 19 when... <laughs> we get so personal on this podcast. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like, we, we're all emotional and stuff like that. Uh, like, I did not know you were hypnotized, uh, Nikki. Yeah, it was a, it was uh, to try to help me overcome some phobias. Well, good, well, good thing that you were uh, that you didn't live in Gotham City because, woo! If you've seen this, and if if you if you've seen this <laughs> two past episodes of Gotham, woo! Ain't easy, yo. But uh, no. but let's move forward yeah. uh, with the. Let's continue with the yeah, therapy um, hour. We we yeah. went across. The... <laughs> when I was a little girl. Uh, <laughs> a balloon popped, and I was so scared. Uh, okay, so. What happens? Peggy gets taken by the SSR, and um, we don't we don't get the interrogation. But Dottie is still out there, and she well, this will kind of go well into our spoilers discussion later on because it's it, okay. So pre- pretty much here's what all, here's all that happens. Peggy's secret gets discovered. She runs away. She um, Dottie goes all sleepy lipstick on her, kisses her, and she faints, and then she's like, I, f- I found her on the floor! And then she's taken to the SSR, and the last thing we see is that they're about to begin the interrogation. And Dar- and um, I was about to say James Darcy, but Jarvis is nowhere to be found at this point. Is he going to find some people to help her? Maybe. I don't know. But what, what else can we say about this episode? Because it was pretty... I thought the ending was kind of bizarre, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the pacing of it was weird. Yeah. Like, I feel like they should have just ended it with Peggy collapsing after Dottie, uh, you know, kissed her or whatever. Because after that, I didn't really feel like anything happened. Like, there wasn't yeah. any story progression. We know we knew she was going to get taken to the SSR. Got all that stuff, you know? I just felt yeah. like that extra... I felt the same way. Couple five minutes was just got necessary information. I think I the could have last something else in there. I think the last scene should have been them putting her into the car. Yeah, because we would know what was going to happen. I mean, with her, I mean, I think that you know being knocked out would have been a, a a fine place to end. But I think just having her arrested and put in the car was would have been the best ending. Um, but they, I think. They wanted to. Sh- I don't know what their thinking was. Um, I think they had five. Like they had two movie. minutes to. They had two minutes to fill. Um, I feel like I, they felt it like a straight movie. Yeah. Because they just marked ending points. Right, and then I think you know Angie going into Dottie's room. You know, then finding her missing, and finding her just having, like, t- just taken off. I think. Um, that could have waited till next week, or I thought Angie so, was going to get killed there. I did too. Yes. Yeah. I thought, oh god, the door's open. She's it's like a trap, and then to come in and all the drawers are empty and the and bed's then Dottie just falls and... down from the roof and she's like dead. <laughs> because Dottie's up, Dottie's up there on the ceiling, knocking. Like, <laughs> Hi, hello. Can anyone help me? <laughs> I kind of made a bad joke about her, like just before the episode aired. I was like, so I, I know, maybe it was the other day. I tweeted to one of the producers, and I and they were asking about Adrian Carter cosplay. And I said, I guess I could come as Angie, but I guess I would need a portable door with me so I can keep knocking. Sorry, it's a it's a it's a friendly <laughs> joke at Lindsay, whatever. And yeah, I didn't get any response, but no, that would be a great costume actually. Is 
to have a little door, like to go with you. You're always <laughs> knocking on it. That's actually a really clever knock, idea. Knock, knock it on Dottie's door. <laughs> knock on Dottie's <laughs> door. Because I had an idea to. Uh, there's three of my really close friends. We love the movie Anchorman, and we were going to be the yeah. news team. And I was going to be brick, and I was going to pull a lamp. I was going to carry a little lamp with me. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I, I love my hand grenade. He's done going, a bad ah! job talking about his episode. I feel like we've talked to maybe 20 minutes about it. <laughs> I feel like... No, I think it's a great... If anybody's he out there and fun. is a cosplayer, cosplay Angie and carry a little yeah. with you. <laughs> well, to really sell the idea, you you know, Eda dress up as, you know, in her wait, you know, in, when she's a um, waitress at... But what, you have to do waitress gear. You can't just yeah, exactly do because clothes. otherwise it won't mean anything. And you need to do the hair, and you need to you know just knock and be like dot you know Dottie, Peggy, anyone. I just want to. Hey Iowa! Hey Iowa! Hey English! Like, she, hey English! She would be calling like if if she was hanging out with us, she would be calling like Danny. You know, hey Chicago, Chicago, <laughs> and it's and uh, and Nikki. She would be calling you. What would she would she call you? She wouldn't call me much because I probably punch no, her. No, don't, pu- don't punch her. Just say you're very lonely. You need. <laughs> you really need some help. <laughs> Here's the name of a good therapist. <laughs> yeah, just that the Russian guy on this episode. No, 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 no. He wouldn't be Russian. Wait. I don't know. I'm getting the sense that Angie may be a character that may surprise us. Yeah, I'm glad they've given her more to do because I was, I have, until this episode, I have been completely underwhelmed by this character. She, Good. I mean, especially was last week where all she did was knock on people's doors. It was just like, it, oh, poor Lindsay Fonseca for having to have that. I was like, what was that table read like that like, week? And Angie knocks on the door. Peggy, Peggy, Peggy. Next page. <laughs> Duh. But overall, really, really. Why would you yeah. write that in the script? I'd want to shoot myself. Okay, I know. <laughs> writing that over and over again in the script. Uh, but overall, really good episode, and um, I only two episodes left of this season. Uh, the ratings were didn't go up, didn't go down that much either. It's still at four million viewers, but it's all good, I guess. But we should get a season. I think we'll get a season two. It would be insane if we didn't. I think. Yeah, I think it was. Well, it's, it's a good bridge between the halves of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was totally, a, it was just a great idea. Because last year I felt like we were in a void without Marvel. For well, it was awkward having uh, having breaks, you know, after just two episodes and be like, yeah, see you soon. Right. And, and it made this podcast very inconsistent. Yeah. But overall, um, yeah, we I guess we can wrap up our discussion there, and um, because I think we've I think we've been awkward enough already. So uh, welcome to Helicarrier, the awkward with, podcast with, um, <laughs> with periods between the letters, so you know you can find a meaning, you know, for the word awkward. Where we talk about everything and occasionally the show. What show? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, exa- exactly. What about. show? Uh, no, but we 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 loved Agent Carter. Agents this week. Nick is sick. I'm exhausted. Dan is you know doing 500 projects at the moment. So um, yeah, it, it, it will. Way. But um, 
But uh, no feedback this week because we... You know what? Let's just, ca- you know, let's talk some Age Shield news briefly. Um, Luke Mitchell, cast as Lincoln, and human that will be close to Sky. That's kind of awesome because he's Luke Mitchell. I love him from the Demara people. Uh, thoughts, guys? I'm Go not ahead, familiar with him, but he's... Got Netflix because he's good on there. I will have to check it out because I'm not familiar with him, but he looks adorable, and um, I look forward to seeing what he brings to the show and what come, you know, and what's going to happen. Well, Andy nah, loves I, him, so that's an Andy, upset. That that doesn't wait. Wait, what is that supposed me. to mean? You love well, a lot of people. Oh, I'm sorry that's for being nice. Anyway. It has nothing to do with okay, being Okay, look, nice. and then there's a character coming back that nobody likes at all. Uh, and I think, of course, no, I'm just kidding. We're freaking getting Lady Sif back on Native Shield in a twelve, And uh, she will be, yeah, let's, um, spoiler Wait. alert, she will be losing her memory, uh, short-term memory. And that uh, she won't remember Asgard. Uh, she will, re- I think she remembers Asgard, but she doesn't remember before. Like, there's, it's going to get effed up, and she... They're gonna, they're gonna find her fighting an unspecified villain that he haven't confirmed who it is yet. So, are, are could it be Enchantress? Well, they're saving her for Ragnarok. Wait, how? but this could be a lot of Ragnarok setup. Hopefully. I know, but we have like two years before Ragnarok. I don't think they're gonna set it up that this early. But we need something to hold us over. Well, yeah, since it's being bumped because of Spider Man. Um, I don't know. I don't think they'll set up. Thor is. Yeah, Thor's in London with Jane. Um, I don't know who it could be. I don't know if it's going to be a Thor villain or a different villain. Enchantress. I know that they're they're she's going to be. Can you exclusively confirm that here on the Helicarrier? I read an article that said that Enchantress was going to be one of the villains of Ragnarok. Well, they wanted to bring her in the second movie. So right, but it, it was already too full in the third. It was already too full of bad guys, I think. Yeah. Uh, which was fine. I like Thor to the Dark World a lot. Um, I'm excited about possibly the return of Loki. What do you mean, um, pos- 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 so, possible return? Like he's going to be an like look. They will use him, they will use him as much as they can because, like Loki is he's Loki. He's become his. He's become. His, you know, a force in the fandom. Nobody expect. I don't think anybody, including Tom Hiddleston, especially Tom Hiddleston, thought Loki would be as. He's the spike of the Marvel universe. I know he kind of is. (laughs) Only really British. Really British. Um, (laughs) I'm like. That was Joss Whedon's inspiration for how he wrote him in Avengers. So yeah. Oh, I could totally see it. I, I was a huge. I love Spike. He was my favorite character on Buffy. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tom and, you know, I'm pretty sure Loki will be in it. So, you know, you, for it's like, you can't have a Thor yeah, film without Loki. I mean, you just can't even in, in any capacity, you know, I don't care how small we're going to get Loki back. And that makes me happy, but I, they're not going to bring the enchantress on to the show. It would be cool if he got an agent. Somebody. I, and he's he's one of the few who's actually been talked to about it. And I have the perfect it, so. idea how we can do it. Do a dream sequence when when uh, Coulson is dreaming about facing Col- uh, uh, Loki again, and all that happens is it's just a dream then. 
just do it like that. Like, you know, writers, you can, you can. Well, he's kind of, he's kind of sitting on the. But in a dream, Nikki. In a dream. Oh, okay. I would kind of like to see Carlson get some payback. Just a little bit. (laughs) Just punch him once. Well, he he kind of did with the with Coulson's revenge. He, he he got a little bit in there. Didn't kill Loki, but it certainly knocked him for six. <laughs> that yeah, so that's what yeah. It but um, I think yeah. So though, and there are two new traders out there for Age of Shield. Um, pretty much like it's like you you get ten new you t- you get ten seconds of new footage in each trader, while the other 20 seconds are just same, yeah. the same thing. Uh, well, once again, that's because it's a testament to the fact that Marvel television doesn't know how to promote their shows well. Uh, instead of releasing us a 30-second TV spot before the season premiere last fall, why didn't you just give us a one-minute trailer when you, did, had, when you had basically nothing to give us at Comic-Con other than the blooper reel? But, uh, but hey, let's not get into that soapbox because we need... Well, they had just they had they had just started filming that week, so they just their first no, episode I, was being they were still working on it the first week when they that week of Comic Con well, they hadn't okay. shot anything Nikki, yet. We we're gonna wrap we're gonna wrap this episode discussion up and because we need to get to the spoiler section. So, well, across to errors dot com, dot com, agentcolsonarmy.tumblr.com. You can also find us on Twitter at iheartcolson at Across Airways and at Shield Radio. Facebook.com slash Across the Airways as well as Facebook. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Helicare Podcast. We're on Stitcher Radio and iTunes, uh, both Across the Airways and the DC Nation Podcast and the Helicare Podcast. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on all those shows because you should. And uh, yeah, we're part of the Mixed Radio Network that goes li- uh, We go live. Helicare goes live on Mondays at 10 p.m. Across the Airways goes live on... Dan, what what Sorry. day does um, Across the Airways go live on the mix? Across the Airways goes live on the mix on Mondays. Okay. Also on Mondays? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's before huh. you. Anyway, and you can find uh, our... Uh, our good friends over at saptwit.com where you can uh, who does great tv coverage and news and re- review reviews and other things so uh, make sure to check them out as well and um yeah email us at helicarepodcast.gmail.com if you have any questions so for sure or if you need any like psychiatric yeah, advice yeah uh, after this episode i people are probably going to need some help because <laughs> damn like we <laughs> We're we're gonna start an advice, you know, a dear Abby column. Ask us questions. Yeah, like ages of therapy. <laughs> or the or the men in white coats are gonna come to take us away. We'll oh yeah. Two. But uh, but yeah, we're gonna get into the spoiler section for next week's episode, which is the seventh and penultimate episode before the epic season finale of Agent Carter's. So until next, if you're not sticking around for the spoilers, I'm Andrew Bucked. I'm Nikki Amy. Good and we will see you next week on Helicarrier's Agent Carter Podcast.
Please see you next Tuesday. I'm not playing a game. I never was. Peggy Carter's lost everyone's trust. You want to pretend we're still friends? You think you know me. And there's only one way. If you want the truth, I'm ready to give it to you. To get it back. You are wasting precious time. There is a trained killer out there. We have less than 90 minutes before something's going to happen. New Marvel's Agent Carter. Next Tuesday at 9, 8 central on ABC. And welcome to the spoiler section. If you're still around listening to this podcast, bless you. What you just heard was the audio for the trailer for the penultimate episode of Adrian Carter before the season finale. Uh, and Nikki is going to read the description. And then we're going to do our myster- you know, our open-minded discussion because trailers are- for Marvel television is so brief. So go ahead, Nikki. Okay, next week's episode, Snafu. Peggy is cornered and more vulnerable than ever as Leviathan makes their move against her. As the SSR zeroes in on Howard Stark, they may pay the ultimate price as they find their true enemy is closer than they realize. And, uh, yeah, we see that basically they're all, they've all lost faith in her. And um, you see Jarvis at some point with Peggy, but in a gun position because Dooley is, he ain't happy, y'all. When is he ever happy? Well, you know what? I just figured it out. He doesn't get laid enough. Oh, he, <laughs> he, he is separated. Oh, right. He, he, yeah. <laughs> He's sleeping in his office. Sucks to be him. Maybe mm-hmm. if he was actually a better human being, then maybe he would be getting something. But um, ain't happening, you yeah. all. So, thoughts? Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen next week? I, I think Angie is going to somehow come in to save the day and I think the brother may be an important character within the Marvel Cinematic Universe or maybe he's that future husband that we hear about in Captain America Winter Soldier that Peggy's supposed to have well she gets saved do you think well, I don't know if she's going to get saved but she's going to get assistance because mm-hmm. I think she could bust out of the SSR on her own <coughs> we see her do that kind right. of stuff Nikki, what do you think? I think they'll probably save the the big rescue or until later in the episode, if not save it for the last episode. Um, these kind of storylines always kind of make my stomach kind of go into knots because it's so difficult and so frustrating when nobody believes you. And you have to kind of prove that you're not something because you can't really prove. It's hard to disprove a negative. They're trying to prove she is something. She's trying to prove she's not something. So these kind of conflicts always kind of make me, my stomach go, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. It's like my worst nightmare is, it's like so many people's worst nightmare is to have, is to be so misunderstood and to try to, you know, prove that, you know, what they're trying to say. So I'm like partially but going, that makes oh, I'm exciting dread television. Yeah, it's like I'm trying I'm gonna dread this because it's gonna be so frustrating because you know, we know the truth and I feel I kinda take on Peggy's emotions and go, Oh god, oh god, that po- she's she's gotta do something, you know, what's she gonna do? And so I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping we get more Jarvis than we saw in the trailer <clears throat> and maybe some Howard. 
maybe he's going to have to come back. Well, to that's save it. Peggy, you know, but that's in the finale. Though. I think she will because the casting is the, re- yeah. the reason we didn't say, we didn't say who's in this episode. You know, other than Bridget Regan as. Uh, as Dottie, is because Dottie. I don't, you know, first of all, I'm not going to make Nikki read a, a, a cast list of, you know, a bunch of non-central characters, um, as if, unless they actually are recurring characters, but these are just, you know, Agent 1, Agent 2, Reporter 1, Reporter 2, and stuff like that, so um, anything could happen, basically, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's all up in Peggy, Dottie, no holds bar, fight scene. Yeah, they're, they're duking it out. Me too, and not the way uh, two women fighting has often been portrayed, like as a slap fest. No, this is like, gonna be cat vicious. Cat fight, cat fight. It's like, no, I want to fight. I want them both to show what they're made of, and I want it to happen with, and I want like Dooley and Thompson to at least see part of it, so they can see what she, you know, who they've been messing with. Because I kind of want to see like scratch it. I mean. That scratches, but like cuts and bruises. Give this fight yeah. too. I want black eyes. Okay, wow, you guys are getting you know. really dark. What the cat? Like, I want. Be- no, it's because women fighting, uh, and you know, until very recently in films and television, women fighting it was always kind of a joke. Women's fight scenes were like slap, slap. Oh, you know, kind of slapping their hands and turning their heads away. Don't hurt my face. Don't hurt my face. And that's where you get like cat fight. Um, no, I want to, I want them showing their skills off, not necessarily to hurt, you know, I don't want them to be, except for Dottie, I don't want Peggy to be hurt, but I want it to be treated as a fight between these two adversaries and not a fight between two women. Yeah. Do you know, Joss Reed had always talked about that. Some mm-hmm. of the best fight scenes go the ones where the hero really takes a beating. Yeah. It just shows how tough they are, because how strong they are, and, and Peggy deserves that yeah she like does. Buffy, how many times did buffy yes. get her butt kicked Just to... i mean but she always came out she most of the time she came out on top she's buffy so but yeah. yeah and peggy is even better than oh, buffy okay, is. Okay, I mean, now, peggy is more, far more remember we have whedon fans listening and you know i love whedon fans and i'm a whedon fan but now you're telling me that you know buffy versus agent carter look that's that's a doozy because it is so, but you know what? Yeah, they could create a whole yeah, other podcast across the uh, across the um, something. But uh, we're gonna wrap it up here before we, you know, do an hour on you know why you should get help after listening to this podcast because why? <laughs> uh, but no, and, and to avoid the haters, I, I love, love Buffy. I think everyone so loves don't. Buffy. What's we all love Buffy. That's why I was saying nobody should hate. No, on me look. If anyone gets hated, like, I'm the Buffy one who gets the hate. If look, if Dan shot someone on the podcast, I would be the one that would get the crap. What? <laughs> oh my! Why am I the See, this is why I thought we should. We, okay. Because <laughs> you live okay, in Chicago, man. Chica- you're in Chicago. Oh my God! You're setting so stuff. Yeah, I'm not a gangster. Wait, wait. Maybe I'm supposed to be a okay, mafioso. Guys. Okay, guys, we gonna go- look. I think we're still all in shock because uh, John Stewart is leaving the Daily Show. We will see you next week on the Hellcare's Agent Carter podcast. If you're still listening, bless you all.